Hello and welcome to Eaton House Conversations. In this podcast, we discuss the EL program at Eaton House International School. English as an additional language learning caters to students whose native language isn't English and require assistance to develop proficiency in the English language. Students come from diverse backgrounds and in keeping with the IBO's philosophy of intercultural understanding and respect, Eaton House recognizes that learning an additional language together with maintaining the student's mother tongue is essential as language is our means of thinking and communicating. How do we get students well-equipped in the language so that they can take an active role in the classroom and maintain a seamless pathway towards their higher education? We speak to Kieran Mackin, EAL coordinator and teacher at Eaton House Orchard, to find out more. Kieran has a first-class honours master's degree in teaching English as a second language and more than 10 years' experience teaching across primary and secondary. He has also delivered teacher training workshops and seminars. So hi, Kieran. Thank you for joining us today. I know you have a very busy schedule, so we'll just dive straight into the session. What makes Eaton House Orchard an ideal school for EAL students? We have students coming from over 30 countries at Eaton House, so we really value the rich cultural diversity here at Eaton House Orchard. Approximately 25% of our overall student cohort are either current EAL students or were former EAL students and have graduated from the program. Our overall mission is to support students across all areas of the curriculum in the most inclusive and least restrictive way possible. Additionally, we want to empower them to be active members of the Eaton House community. So at our school, we don't just value academic progress, but there's also a big emphasis on their social and emotional development as well. Because if you think about the experience of an English language student, you know, changing schools on its own is a tough enough experience. Now, imagine leaving all your friends in your home country. You have to move to another country where you don't speak the language. Then you have to go to a school where you're not well versed in the language of instruction. So on top of that, you can imagine how difficult it must be for students at a secondary school age where, you know, hormones are raging and they may not have an understanding of the different emotions they're going through. Now, personally, I've never had to go through that experience myself, and I doubt the majority of people have had that experience either. So it's difficult to comprehend just how challenging it must be for these students. So that's why there's a big emphasis on their social and emotional development as well. I think what makes our school stand out is that it's a small community school, and because of that, I think the EAL students have more of an opportunity to interact with different people and integrate into the community. They can get to know native English-speaking students, other EAL students from different year groups, the teaching staff, the non-academic staff. So there's almost a collective approach and responsibility to supporting our EAL students. And I've worked in bigger schools where, due to their size, that's not always possible. So I feel in our smaller school, there's more of an opportunity to integrate and interact, which is really important. Yeah, that's true. With that said, what does the EEL program in Eaton House Orchard entail? In terms of the structure, it differs somewhat between primary and secondary. In primary, EAL students get three hours of language support, English language support weekly. It's timetabled, so they get that instruction instead of their modern foreign language classes, which would be Spanish, Japanese, or Mandarin. 
In secondary, it's slightly different. Like primary, they also get a minimum of three hours support during their MFL periods. However, because the stakes are a little bit higher at secondary due to the examinations that they'll take, depending on their language proficiency, students may also get an additional four hours of English language support during their English periods. So they also get EAL support during their mainstream subjects. All of our teachers are well equipped to to provide differentiated support for our EAL students. Pre-COVID, we also had an EAL ECA club, but because of the restrictions, we, we can't run that at the moment, but hopefully in the near future, it'll be back up running. So the overall focus of that was to develop students' listening and speaking skills. So we wanted to develop that through fun activities like board games, and it's remarkable how much English language they can produce when you introduce the element of competition. So I remember observing a few of the students playing Monopoly uh, last year, and let's just say we have a few budding um, entrepreneurs and property tycoons in our in our EAL cohorts. So I just hope they don't forget their EAL teacher in the future. That's very interesting. With the curriculum, how do our educators support our EAL learners in the classroom? I know you covered quite a bit of that previously, but maybe we can go more in depth. Yeah. So in the English language classroom itself, there's a key focus on developing the four language skills of reading, writing, speaking and listening. There's also a focus on developing their vocabulary and grammatical accuracy. There's also a heavy emphasis on collaboration between teaching staff to ensure project-based tasks are aligned across the curriculum. So this way, the English language department is fully prepared to support learners in their mainstream subjects as well. In mainstream subjects, teachers can utilize loads of different differentiation strategies. I could go on all day about what they comprise, but if I was to pick The two most important ones, I'd say one of them would be to make use of visuals in lessons, pictures, images, diagrams, even GIFs and memes. They can be universally understood and their meaning is not really impeded by a language barrier. So I'd advise teachers to incorporate lots of images into their differentiated lesson slides. Another one would be to keep language simple and use short sentences, especially when giving instructions. Quite often, these simplified instructions can be displayed via text on slides. If the language use is overly complicated, the students may not understand the task. And quite often, a lot of our EAL students, they might be too shy to let the teacher know that they don't understand the task. So a way around that would be a combination of using visuals and simplified language Yeah, I totally agree. I think visualization helps a lot in people learning and actually understanding many things. So you did mention with the curriculum, three hours for them. So what influences the duration of the program? Well, a student could be in the EAL program for a few months or for a few years. That depends on a number of factors. It could be their first language, their age, their background in learning English, levels of motivation the interest they have outside of school. The biggest influence is probably their language level upon admission to the school. So any potential EAL student is given an English language assessment to determine their current level of English. So all of our assessments are conducted in line with the Common European Framework 
of Reference for Languages, otherwise known as the CAFR. So this is an internationally recognized standard framework for measuring language ability. It's a six-point scale from A1 to C2. An A1 learner would be a complete beginner, whereas a C2 learner would have, let's say, mastered the language. So the majority of our learners are either A2 or B1, which would be elementary to intermediate. So we frequently assess our students to measure their progress. Students usually graduate from the program once they get to a B2 level, which would be upper intermediate. This is the recommended level required for students to take IGCSE examinations in year 11. So yeah, it it completely depends. So as a coordinator and teacher, how can we support educators who are actually teaching EL students? Yeah, like as I mentioned earlier, I think collaboration between the whole staff is really important that the content is somewhat aligned, that the language teachers are aware of what's being taught in each of their subjects so that they can provide support. Teaching assistants can also help teachers with support in their lessons. I know that's not always possible, but teachers can also draw on student peer support during their lessons. It's useful to place an EAL learner in a pairing or a grouping with a supportive pupil who can be their language role model. This is really useful when they share the same first language as well. That's crucial for developing language and also facilitating friendships that might foster language development. Teachers can also be aware of the different strategies that they can use. Thankfully, nowadays, there's loads of resources online that they can make use of. I think the Bell Foundation is a great website. They have uh, loads of different strategies and resources that are ready-made and available, or ones that can be adapted as well. The British Council has also loads of different resources that teachers can make use of. Their website, Learn English Kids, is suitable for primary, and Learn English Teens is useful for secondary. Also making use of dictionaries. The Cambridge Learners Dictionary is also online. That's great for English language learners. And the Macmillan Dictionary is great for developing vocabulary. I think... Sometimes students can be overly reliant on Google Translate. It's useful straight at the beginning when they're learning the language, but as they develop it, Google Translate isn't always the most accurate in terms of getting the right context. So trying to move them onto online dictionaries once they've passed that beginner phase. Websites like Simple Wikipedia are good because it's designed to help kids and language learners with more simplified language. Thank you for sharing that because now technology is so advanced. There's so many apps and softwares online that can actually help us translate better. But like you say, the accuracy may not always be there. So thank you for sharing with us during this session. I'm sure it's very helpful to many parents who struggle with their child mastering the English language. It is not the easiest language to learn because it consists of many combinations, rules and pronunciations. So I know it can be a challenge teaching, reading and writing the language itself. So it does put students at a disadvantage in school. So this has been very helpful for them because we want to ensure that these struggles can be overcome and that they will reach their fullest potential of understanding the language through proper guidance and practice, which is where you come in. So thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking time. Take care.